welcome back to Trial Talk. This is your host, Shamana Kalamangalam. This podcast is continuation of where I left off on features, advantages and benefit analysis on ceramic and porcelain tiles. Today, I'll be analyzing the features of dimensional consistency, which will address the issue of warpage and tile chipping, facial dimensions and its importance, scratch resistance, aesthetic classification, and the most important, dynamic coefficient of friction, addressing the slip and fall standards in a commercial space. After spending countless hours on product selection and design, it's heartbreaking to see that some of the tiles on the floor look warped after installation. Not only does the floor look awful, but certain that in the future, the edge of the tile would chip, exposing the body and ruining the floor. How does one address this issue of lippage and chipping of the tile? Well, let's look at the standard of dimensional consistency of porcelain tile which addresses this issue. Dimensional consistency is dictated by ANSI 137.1 and test by ASTM C485. Understanding the standard will help in choosing a product that has less warpage or lippage. The test method provides a means for determining whether the porcelain tile under review meets the warpage requirements that may appear in specifications to assure satisfactory tile installations. The most popular tiles today are the larger rectangular tiles or square tiles, one of whose sides are more than 15 inches. I guess most of you would have come across tiles that have exhibited the bowing effect or lippage either before or after installation. According to ANSI, lippage is the height in variation of adjoining tiles or the differences in elevation between edges of adjacent tile modules. Lippage is not only undesirable in appearance, but it can also introduce trip hazards. Another issue is damage to the tile. The exposed edge of the tile takes the abuse first because of variations in height. The edge gets damaged and chips leading to damage of the tile. Lippage can be due to many factors, one of which is the inherent warpage of the tile modules, especially in the larger rectangular ones caused due to extreme long to short ratios. Warpage in a ceramic or porcelain tile cannot be eliminated. It can be minimized by the use of right kind of raw materials and manufacturing process. Warpage appears as the clay is pressed, fired at high temperatures and cooled to normal temperatures. The stress in the clay results in warpage of the finished product. Rectifying the tile releases the stress to a certain extent. This test addresses the allowed inherent warpage in the tile. The test method details the procedures for measuring the corner, diagonal and edge warpages of ceramic tile. 
the acceptable warpage in tireless calibrated at press tile is minus 0.08 inches to plus 0.08 inches on a rectified tile it's minus 0.05 inches to plus 0.05 inches now let's see how to deal with this warpage as per ansi for running bond of brick joint patterns utilizing tiles where the side being offset is greater than 18 inches the running bond offset will be a maximum of 33% unless otherwise specified by the tile manufacturer if an offset greater than 33% is specified specifier and owner must approve markup and lippage offsetting a tile in a brick pattern by 33% will help you deal with warpage instead of a 50 50 brick pattern you need to offset it by 70 30 approximately unless the manufacturer recommends a closer install for more information on warpage please read the ansi blog warpage on ceramic tile there are tile leveling systems available in the market that fine tune the lippage on tiles during installation dimensional consistency also addresses the stringent requirements of facial dimensions of a ceramic or porcelain tile to determine its squareness or its rectangularity another important application of this standard is to determine if the selected porcelain tile complies with the stringent facial dimensions requirements of raised access flooring systems when installed inside the buildings installing raised access floor inside buildings is gaining in popularity and will continue to do so it is just not buildings that house call centers and data centers that use raised access flooring but also buildings that aim at achieving increased efficiency raised access flooring can contribute towards achieving additional credits in a lead certified project use of raised access flooring not only helps in optimizing energy performance increase ventilation and increase thermal comfort but also in reuse and recycle of raised access floor panels and its flooring components pedestals are mounted on the floor anywhere from 6 inches to 24 inches in height the raised access floor panels are rested on these pedestals the panels are available in a variety of materials like steel wood core etc the panel can be covered with a variety of finishes like carpet plank wood luxury vinyl tile or porcelain tile the edges are covered with a sound minimizing product that could also mimic a grout finish they are generally squares in size of 600 by 600 mm the room for variation in tile size is very narrow the actual size of the tile needs to meet the tight tolerance as required by the raised access flooring suppliers hence this test and evaluating this data is important facial dimension ASTMC 499 covers the determination of facial dimensions and thickness of flat porcelain floor tile calibrated tiles need to meet plus or minus 0.5% or plus or minus 0.8 inches rectified tile needs to be at plus or minus 0.25% or plus or minus 0.03 inches 
the results of this test method helps you evaluate the facial dimension of the porcelain tile and its suitability for use in raised access flooring despite ceramic and porcelain tiles designed to be durable and long lasting they are prone to scratches this can be caused by a sharp metal object or when sliding a heavy metal appliance by using the result of most scale hardness declared by the tile manufacturers one will be able to select tiles that are resistant to scratches tile hardness is measured using most scale of mineral hardness generally called the most hardness scale which is used by geologists all over the world as an identifying tool for minerals quite naturally it has also been adopted by the tile industry as a scale to measure the hardness of tiles tiles after all are really just artificial stone the pressing and firing simulate the process by which metamorphic rocks are formed deep in the earth the basic principle of most scale is the scratch resistance of a soft material being scratched by a hard material according to geology.com this test compares the resistance of a mineral to being scratched by 10 reference minerals known as most hardness scale frederick moss developed the scale in 1812 he selected 10 minerals of distinctly different hardness that ranged from a very soft mineral talc to a very hard mineral diamond the most scale is strictly a relative scale when tile manufacturers adopt to measure hardness in unglazed tile they report a rating between 5 to 8 on the scale most of them report a rating between 5 to 7 tiles with a rating of 7 or higher are very effective in avoiding scratches ceramic tiles are prone to scratches as well the scratches could be due to its inherent property installation or physically induced crazing resistance this is for ceramic tiles only which have water absorption over 10% dictated by the ASTM test C424 now what's crazing crazing consists of rupture of the glaze in the form of hairline cracks that develop randomly on the glaze surface this defect occurs because the glaze is subject to tension or its chemistry crazing occurs either at the tile kiln exit called immediate crazing or after the tile installation delayed crazing according to institute de promocio ceramica of spain in most current products glazes are under usually slight compression before the tiles are installed however the situation can change rapidly when tile expansion caused by humidity moisture and shrinkage of cement agglomerates and intermediate layers overlaying this the appearance of micro cracks with a random geometry at an undetermined time after the tile has been installed is termed delayed crazing let's look into aesthetic classification benefit of this classification is to know if the floor or wall application will be uniform in appearance or will there be a variation mention of this classification in the specification will not only ensure that your design intent is not compromised but also help you evaluate 
substitution in terms of aesthetics. Manufacturers produce tile in a variety of size and shapes. They are classified into different series depending on their recommended performance, color and appearance. Based on their aesthetics, the series are classified with designations starting from V0 to V4. Tiles with V0 classification are those that are very uniform in their color and appearance. There's hardly any variation in their appearance from one tile to the other. This is common in unicolor tile or speckled tiles. Tiles with V1 classification have a very minimalistic variation. Some manufacturers term them as very little movement. Tiles with V2 classification have a variation slightly in their texture and patterns. Most glazed porcelain or digital porcelain that imitate natural stone carry this category. These are some of the best and popular tiles that you would have seen. Tiles with V3 classification have similar textures but color variation is significant. Tiles with V4 category have substantial difference in color or texture. Some of the unglazed porcelain tiles produced in double loading process can be classified as V4 as tile repeats are rare. The objective is to avoid repetition of the surface thereby imitating look of natural stone. Hence, it's advisable to refer to the spec sheet or the box of tile to see what the aesthetic classification for the series is mentioned and be aware of the expected variation once the tile is installed on the floor. When I googled slip and fall, the search engine results showed me law firm websites explaining injuries resulting from slip and fall. Slip and fall are one of the largest injury claims in a commercial space. Providing an anti-slip floor is critical when specifying tile for use in a commercial or residential space. The dynamic coefficient of friction standard as detailed by ANSI is referred for evaluating the slip resistance in the porcelain tile. This test is for resistance to slipperiness in tile. The dynamic coefficient of friction test or DCOF as it's popularly known is tested using the BOT 3000 machine. This has replaced the old ASTMC 1028 static coefficient of friction test which is no longer supported by the North American Flooring Association. The difference is DCOF measures how much force is required to keep an object in motion. It measures the slight force, whereas the static coefficient of friction used to measure how much force is required to get an object in motion. It measures the slip force. This is well detailed in the specification handbook released by the Terrazzo Tile and Marble Association of Canada. The benefit of using the DCOF value is that you will be able to ascertain that the tile chosen is safe for use in a commercial application. The acceptable minimum value is greater than 0.42 for a tile in commercial application. Tile with higher values are suitable for application in commercial space as well, but keep in mind that textured tiles may not come up with very high values than the smooth finish tiles, even though they'll have values greater than 0.5. Look for tiles with an appropriate deck of values for use in the desired space, but at the same time, be careful as smoother tiles will be easier to clean but will not offer the required slip resistance.
you will see this issue crop up in showers and change rooms the din 51 130 of the german ramp method is another popular test prevalent in europe to determine anti slip properties the din 5130 classification assesses a tile's suitability in a given application and is measured on a baseline decoff of 0.45 for wet surfaces and provide an additional classification on increased slope to represent potential hazards the slip resistant hazards are classified as r9 r10 r11 r12 and r13 please refer to the din standard for a detailed application of various classifications to different floor applications the tt max specification guide also details the various classifications and applications do not forget to recommend the cleaning and maintenance procedures textured tiles will require a much more aggressive and regular cleaning procedures to keep the floor clean most of the european tile manufacturers cite the din standards for anti slip ratings for their products to summarize we have seen the importance of fab analysis we have reviewed dimensional consistency with a brief view onto warpage most scale hardness crazing of ceramic tile and dynamic coefficient of friction and finally the din standards that's it for today this podcast is hosted and produced by me shamana kalamangalam our show theme music is by kevin macleod if i missed anything or if you'd like to know more please email me at info@tiletalk.ca please visit my website tiletalk.ca for previous and latest episodes please subscribe to the feed on apple podcast spotify google podcast podbean or your favorite podcast player of choice to get the latest episodes your questions and opinions are valuable i look forward to your feedback thank you for listening to tile talk